0: This meeting is being recorded.
1: All right, well, welcome into the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. It is episode 37, the Tim Houck episode. Grant and Ethan probably don't know who that is, but I know our guest does. It's August 25th, 2022. It's actually my dad's birthday, so happy birthday, dad. I know you're going to listen to this. Happy birthday, Terry. And our guest today, who I teased and mentioned last week in the close of the podcast, he hails from Miles City, Montana. He went all the way across North Dakota to go to Mayville State and be a Comet. And then he went back west and settled on the Montana-North Dakota border. He's the head coach of the Beach Buccaneers athletic director, chocks the field, sells the concession stand, runs the chains, does it all in Beach. He's probably the best follow on Twitter. He's a huge Montana Grizzlies
2: and Pittsburgh Steelers fan. It's Mike Zero. Mike, welcome on. Hey, thanks, Dylan. You just forgot one thing. My my first year of teaching, I was the freshman football coach in uh, Grafton. But other than that, my intro was great. I mean, spot on. I think right away, this is going to be the best podcast you guys have done. I mean, that that research and intro was great. I'm happy to be on. I didn't know it was the Tim Houck edition, which I'm super excited about. Uh, we can talk about Timmy Houck all you want.
1: Well, I, I chose Tim Houck because Montana has a very cool tradition. They were the 37th state, so they're, the, they're defensive, the best. Montana North uh, defensive player from Montana gets to wear that number. So, and I was doing some research. I was trying to figure out who, and he was the first defensive player. I can't remember the guy's name that wore it. He was a fullback that wore it before him. But since Tim Houck, it's always been a defensive player. Is that, is my history
2: correct in research? Your history is correct. And, it you know, it, it it's kind of one of those deals where, You know, after Tim, because Tim, Tim Hauk played in the NFL. He was a great safety and uh, then later coached. And, um, you know, so then from there, it was just because that was when the Montana Grizzlies were just coming up before uh, before their first title. And in 1995, they were kind of a doormat league. Not as bad as Bozeman, of course, because no one's as bad as Bozeman. But uh, I mean, they were a doormat, you know, kind of deal. And then they got going with Don Reed as their head coach. And then things just kind of snowballed and they they added in that uh, the Tim Hauck uh, 37 thing. And now it's become a really big, big honor for a Montana kid to wear that Jersey. Uh, typically they get that either junior or senior year. And, um, uh, you know, obviously they're not going to give it to a freshman in case they bolt, especially now, uh, you know, Grant knows that Texas. I mean, I don't know how these guys at these D1 schools can keep track of their rosters, right? I mean, you got that Texas kid who leaves, And, uh, you know, he goes so he can sign some autographs at Ohio State. And he's like, oh, psych, I'm going to come back to Texas now and be your quarterback. So, uh, you know, they give it to a junior or senior. And, uh, um, you know, it's quite an honor, actually. (laughs) I I
1: love it. I love it. Uh, So I don't know if you ever took any media classes at Mayville State, but I took – well, all three of us, we all took the same. And they always say to ask the most controversial question last – but we do things a little bit backwards here,
2: so that surprises me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, first question, Mike, is: Would you rather go? Would you rather have the Grizzlies go eleven and one, win the national championship, and their only loss beat to Montana State, or would you rather have Montana State win the national championship, but their only loss is to Montana, which almost happened this year?
2: Uh, no, no, it didn't. The the Bison <laughs> destroyed them. Did you not watch that game?
1: I well, I was Dylan, on a golf course. Dylan, I was wake on a up. Golf the course.
2: podcast has started. Okay. Wake up. All right. Sorry, Ethan. I don't know if he's always like this or whatever, but wake up. No, you get the answer to it after that, that's,
0: a while.
2: Yeah, right. Listen, that's not that. I mean, controversial. that's not a controversial question. Anything that ends in Bozeman winning a national title instead of something, that is not a controversial question. So no. It's fine. I mean, I can handle them winning the Brawl of the Wild, which by the way, is a media made up thing that never existed. It used to be the Grizz-Cat game or the Cat-Grizz game, depending on who you're cheering for. And then the media got into it and called it the Brawl of the Wild. Uh, So no, I mean, I hate Bozeman. Um, I can't stand them. And uh, they've won one national title. They got lucky in 84. And uh, I mean, even everything, like their helmet, they stole that. They never used to wear that. They used to have cats on the side of their helmet. And then all of a sudden they put the big, the block M on there because, I don't know, in 1832, uh, some dude wore it in a frat or something. So then they said that it was theirs. Uh, Not true, but uh, whatever. I mean, they are who they are.
3: Is it one of those where Montana State fans, after they win a national title, they turn their Xbox off and they go back to work?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know how that is. I mean, uh, they, uh, uh, it's, uh, like I said, 84. Um, and then since then, uh, they did have a good run this year, this last year. But a lot of that, too, was uh, the upsets with the bracket. As you guys know, if we dive into this, uh, the FCS, uh, it's changed so much because they the NCAA is the greediest bunch of mofos on the planet. And so all they care about is making sure that NDSU or whoever it may be that seats the most hosts, and then they don't care, you know, what happens in the quarters or the semis. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, once a one team goes down, you know, whether it's Sam Houston or whoever, then they can, you, you can just make it all the way to the championship.
1: You, you said something very interesting. So you're not a fan of the traveling trophy. Are you, are you, are you of the belief that, because I I think that Montana Montana State is similar to Michigan Ohio State where they completely hate each other, and they it
2: it should be just left at that, no no trophy. Well, no, I mean, am I a fan? No, I'm not a. i am not I mean, it's made up. It's something that the the me the, the the big seventy pound trophy, the brawl of the wild thing, that's just that's the way college football changed. You know, it started in the '80s and then got worse in the '90s. And uh, where everything, you know, we, we can't just win the game and that's be enough. We got to get something out of it, whether, you know, now we get a turnover and we got to put a stupid necklace on. Well, the whole idea of playing uh, defense is so that you get turnovers. That's the whole idea. Right. And then the, the problem with that is guys like me and you, and I don't know if the other two cats on here, if they coach, but we're trying to, you know, we're trying to teach kids that, Hey, you're doing this because you're teaching. Everything. No, well coach, I want to, I want a bling necklace because it looked really cool. Cause it's awesome. No, you do it. Cause that's what you're working together as a team. So no, I am not a fan of the media made brawl of the wild. When I was growing up Dylan, it was, the, it was the Grizz cat game and uh, i mean yeah they want to get a trophy that's fine you know whoop de doo da, okay just like you know i mean at least like at least like valley city and jamestown some stupid paint bucket or oak bucket or something that they play (laughs) for all right yeah Yeah, whatever all right so at least that at least that was like tradition right i mean that started back and whatever back when uh jamestown uh started charging seven times the normal tuition of everyone else all right so i mean uh at least that's tradition this was made up by the media dylan
1: <laughs> all right and well ethan and i are the same page where we're not about the you know we're with you with that it, it's your job to force turnovers on defense grant is the guy that likes the, the chains and all the all and the, the, the
3: sh- fancy the, the stuff georgia yeah. sh- the georgia shoulder yeah pads exactly with the, with that, the that's the place thing. oh yeah
2: <laughs> well that, that really doesn't surprise me the way texas has played the last few years of course, you know, they're back. We have that historic bull win where, where uh, we said we're back, and I don't know where the hell they're back from, but uh, wherever it's not winning, I can tell you that. Now, Grant, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but one of my best friends on Twitter is uh, one of the biggest uh, Texas Longhorn fans. He has the huge, hugest collection of Texas Longhorns. He gets in person. Mm-hmm. Like when Vince Young is at like a ShopCo, or they're opening up a new car wash this cat waits in line for like eight hours to get his 12th Vince Young autograph that's how big <laughs> of a fan he is okay and uh anyways one time he 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 wants old helmets from me and then he makes like alternate Texas helmets uh Longhorn helmets and it got so big that he actually got on the radio and television about this because people were getting mad at him because some dude in his garage in Leander, Texas, was making up fake helmets. And God forbid we mess with the Texas helmet. But uh, So you should follow Nate on there. You guys could go over all the signings and everything and be excited about each other until you actually have to start playing.
3: And, and uh, the it's ooh and, a and the back back. What's
2: and, that, you know, Grant? Have,
3: have, a, have a nice week one game against Louisiana Monroe. Say you're back. And then, you know, yeah. give up 56 against Bryce Young. And, yeah, and, and it, those boys in week two.
2: Yeah, it's too bad Rice wasn't available, huh? You got to go with the tougher <laughs> opponent, Louisiana. Monroe. Norm, norm, normally
3: Rice is a nice, a nice week three game. Yeah, you know, after, short drive, after, Everyone's cheered for you Texas. Lose week two, to uh, to LSU, a um, you know, yeah, you have, you have a, a a tough, a tough, tough win against Louisiana, and you got to feel good about yourself. Right. You put up fifty six points um, at seven o'clock on Longhorn Network when no one sees it. So, that's that's when Rice comes in.
2: Grant, I don't want to team take team I don't want to take board. away I don't want to take away from the podcast because Dylan's doing a great job with these controversial questions. But um I actually saw uh Mac Brown's last game as a Texas Longhorn. Do you know where that was and who that was against, Grant?
3: I was against I the Baylor Bears in uh twenty uh twenty thirteen, I believe. Arnold... Incorrect. No nope. right
2: colors, wrong team. I, I know, know this.
1: It okay. was Oregon
2: and oh. the Alamo Bowl. Oregon and the Alamo Bowl, oh, okay. and I was there, and it was full of. Te- Grant, it's it's nice that you just wear the shirts, I guess. <laughs> well, um, anyways, so Mike, um, what what's that?
1: So the funny thing about Grant, this is is and and believe me, he he needs to get roasted more often. So we, Ethan and I, really like that you do this, but he is actually an Iowa Hawkeye fan. He just he wore this because he went down to Austin for a game this this fall
2: oh really yeah all right yeah, and yeah, visited just, the bookstore all right yeah, I, was... I can respect that grant if i was an iowa fan and mm-hmm. the biggest uh thrill of their team is waving at a children's hospital i'd probably wear some <laughs> texas stuff too i get it <laughs> like every iowa every iowa highlight it's like oh here's the biggest highlight ever the iowa game hi hi Turn guys
1: first quarter
2: <laughs> yeah right exactly yep
0: that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, and you can also rub it in too, because one of your former players had a big win over Iowa when he was playing for the Bison.
2: Yeah. I got the picture right here.
1: Right. I was there.
2: Yeah. Landon, oh, right. uh, Landon was uh, Missouri Valley uh, uh, lineman of the week that week. So that, how cool is that? Huh? That's pretty they cool. When, that. a, when a kid from beach North Dakota can be a Missouri Valley lineman of the week against Iowa. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool.
1: Oh, and that's right too. Ethan is an Iowa alum. He went got his uh he went to grad school there, so I did. Oh re- really? I was working
2: that game.
0: Yeah, I was working that game. As soon as they got the ball back, I was like, Well, Iowa is screwed.
2: So that's funny because I just I just ta- I just called Iowa and they, they said they're gonna photocopy uh someone else's diploma and just send it up to me and I just scribble out their name and put mine in. Oh sorry, I'll send you mine. Yeah, but mine will be a lot cheaper than yours. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. hey, but you young guys, you probably got some of your college debt uh, taken away today. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Except for Dylan. I know Dylan makes more than 125000 a year. So, um, other than him, but the, the other the other two guys, congrats. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we'll take the small victories when we get yeah. Exactly. Exactly, right?
1: <laughs> I hate well maybe it identifies as 125 i'm I, I still haven't seen that yet mike but we'll uh, we'll move over what what are your expectations for
2: montana this year how are how are you feeling about the squad you know i, I was teasing grant because you know i don't know him and that's how i say hi to people but really with this uh with the new football system with all the the transfer portals and everything i mean the grizzlies got so many new d1 guys but but were they really D one guys? I mean, I don't know. They left, right. You know, we got, we got a quarterback from uh, Iowa or, no, excuse me, we're on Iowa from Oregon, you know, but he just transferred like a month ago. Well, was he that good? I mean, so, but the the starting quarterback is going to be a kid who did play at at San Diego state. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Of course, with, with Montana competing on the national level, it comes down to the trenches, fellas. They're not, they have not been Missouri Valley, uh, conference ready up front, you know, and, and, and we joke, uh, about the bison and stuff. And the reason the bison can compete with Iowa or whoever they're playing, it's because of up front. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I mean, the skill guys are the skill guys are good. I'm not saying they're not, but if your skill guys are good and you get, you know, you get destroyed up front, it doesn't matter. So uh, my expectations are pretty high for Montana, but guys, do we know anything until like after three games? I mean, even at the, even at the big, well, we know Alabama will be good. You know, we know some of that stuff, but do we know, do we know how good Texas will be? Do we know how good uh, USC or someone like that's going to be doing? I mean, college football is different now at at the, at the, those top levels. Uh, You just don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, Because I think – I still think, though, I think the transfer portal is good if it's used correctly. I think you can use it to fill spots. I don't know if it's – I don't know if you're able to go deep and make those playoff runs with a bunch of transfers because I think you – to have a successful team, I think you need to get down to – you need culture guys, guys that paid their dues, that got the shit kicked out of them as freshmen and worked their way up to that level where some of these transfer guys – some of them work out, but you see you're seeing it more often now where there's guys that are on their third
2: or fourth school. So I got a story to tell you about this, okay? And it involves my least favorite sport, and that's basketball. So I, I heard this from a person who told me that Black Hill State, okay, they went to like the division two like semifinals, something to that effect. And all the freshmen and sophomores on that team now they went to the they went to the, the final four at their level they all transferred out because they didn't get a play. Jeez. <laughs> so I mean you know so then the coach here he's like geez I went to the I went to the final four and now I gotta I gotta recruit a whole bunch of new kids you know and, and so it's like it's just a whole new world Dylan I totally agree with you Dylan. And you need those guys. You need guys that stay. And that and that's why stuff like Montana does and and, and uh, other schools, you know, you have to do. NDSU is really good at it. UND is getting better, although UND got a little burned a little bit by their Moorhead pipeline. But uh, some of those players are going to be really good for them, so it was worth doing. But, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, they're both getting better at that. What they do with the Moorhead pipeline? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, they took a risk on the on the Otis Way kid, and in order to when they did that, then they they got more and more kids going up there, which they have stayed and uh, done well. But uh, you know, if you research anything on that, and then the funny thing about the the Way kid is he transfers, gets accepted into uh, Illinois State. State. Yeah, and then they find out what why he was not playing for UND and then they say no well, you're not transferring here but uh you know and that that's not against UND d guys that's just that's any school right you don't know what you're getting 100 percent with any recruit i mean you can't i i always thought coaches uh, even when i played NAIA football it's like some kid gets drunk and he does something illegal and somehow that's the head coach's fault i mean i was in college you guys you know how it is right i mean i You know, people do stupid stuff when you're in college.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think Nick Saban has a really good quote about it where, what what would you rather have this kid? Kick him off the team where he's unsupervised and probably going to go down even farther down the wrong road or he's with us, he pays a consequence, he's supervised, he gets some constructive criticism, he gets stuff to work on because – you're you're a coach, Mike. I'm a coach. Like we, everybody that we've coached, we have that connection with, and we we want to see them succeed off the field. We hope what we taught them while we were coaching them and they were playing that, the lessons that we teach on the field go far beyond what what they did in high school sports.
2: Well, absolutely. That's the number one reason you coach. Number one reason I coach is you get to see that growth and that development. And I always tell my kids, I don't care where they're at now. I care where you're at 20 years from now. All right. And, uh, you know, like Landon, for example, I would love to have Landon on our staff at Beach, but he's too busy. He he runs He manages a uh, pea plant and, you know, football's during harvest season. You can't do it. So he, he got his egg degree from NDSU, paid for by NDSU, and he's putting it to good use. You know, and, and exactly, I mean, I, who cares, right? If you score, you score 50 touchdowns in high school, but you're a jerk uh, the rest of your life and no one wants to be around you, well, who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter to me, you know, uh, um, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, it, it's more important, what kind of, you know, are you going to take care of your responsibilities, whether it's at home, you know, are you going to work? Are you going to be a good citizen? You know, all that stuff, all the stuff you guys know what we're talking about. I mean, that, that stuff's the most important.
1: I'll, I'll let you guys ask some questions since I've been, it's been just Mike and I chatting it up. Yeah,
2: yeah, Ethan. <laughs> Grant, you got to wait, okay? So, Ethan's how long next.
1: Coach Center Beach,
0: how, how many years has it been?
2: Uh, this is my 23rd year at Beach, and my, um, it'd be my 17th. As head football coach, and I've been head track coach for 23. That's how I know Dylan's uh, sister, for one. Um, she was a great trackster. Uh, I don't remember seeing you, Dylan, in track, but anyways. I was in track. I was there. I was kidding, Dylan. I was a joke, <laughs> Dylan. Relax. All of a sudden, he gets excited now, fellas. Um, so, anyways, uh, uh, I've been here. I've uh, been here quite a while now. So,
1: Well, I have to because if people saw me the way I look now, they would not think that I used to run track but there there was a time where i had a little bit of athleticism
2: not much
1: but just a little bit
2: right and not as good as your sisters but yeah so well i I, that's that's debatable okay that's up for debate
1: man you 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 can't say anything yeah but we're just comparing (laughs) high school's
2: careers so okay fine (laughs) okay fine tough guy tomorrow He's he's gonna be that guy yeah. Get a hold is of your sister. Tomorrow, you guys go run an 800 and tell me who wins. Oh, she'll win. She'll win by a lot. Oh, no, she Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. All right. Okay. I'll just close, checking. I'll close the yearbook now. And by the way, Dylan, this is Ethan's session. Okay. You're <laughs> supposed to L-zip it. Okay. Ethan, continue on. Sorry about the disruption. Oh, it's fine.
0: You know, sometimes, you know, irrelevant people that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, what made you want to get into like athletic director and stuff? How did that go? How did your background go for that?
2: Yeah, Ethan, it's the worst job I've ever had. I hate it. Um, I was uh, athletic director for like five years, 2000, uh, like two to 2006 or seven. And I quit uh, because it's like I said, it's the worst job in the world. Um, uh, People are uh, crazy. When it comes Mm to uh, just simple things, they go from zero to rage. I got back into it (laughs) right before COVID. How dumb am I? Because we didn't know (laughs) COVID was coming. But I got back into it uh, as kind of uh, as a favorite of the district and stuff. And, you know, I'm well compensated and things. And it's just a matter of how much my patience can hold on. Because uh, like during the COVID year, I had a guy call me and, uh, at my home and heckle me cause I don't own a cell phone. So I'm the only zero in the book wow. and beach and, uh, you know, just stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, we're just, we're following the activity association rules, you know, um, sorry. And then, uh, then there's the people, I uh, just dealt with that a little bit today that, you know, they think they know the rules and I'm like, no, that's not the rule, you know, you have to don't, don't spread these, this misinformation or whatever. So, uh, really, Ethan, if you want to talk about, uh, uh, I do that specifically for the kids, uh, uh, and for beach high school, because I care about it and, uh, really, cause there's no one else. I'm just being dead serious. If there was a dude yeah. or dudette who came here tomorrow and said, Hey, I'd love to be athletic director. It's like something I really want to do. I'm like, I'll resign right now. You can take it tomorrow. Here's my book, you know? Yeah. And, um, but you know, we'll gut it out, you know. You gotta persevere, you gotta do things like that. And sometimes things in life are uncomfortable and you gotta work your way through it.
0: Yeah. How how close are you to being the all-time winning football coach in North Dakota history?
2: In North Dakota history, uh long, 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 long like like I'll never get it. Uh Aww. in beach beach high school, I'm already the winningest coach in beach beach high school history. Okay. Um uh, uh, some of the things that we've done while I've been here with uh we never won a playoff game before I was head coach. Uh, we have never hosted a home playoff game. We've never been to the semifinals. I mean, we've done lots of good things in the years as as uh, that I've been here. Uh, but no, I'll never be. I mean, some of those guys that when you start looking at, uh, you know, Fridley up in Watford and stuff like that, I mean, you're talking guys that got like 300 wins and stuff like that. Huh? Yeah. I'm not going to make yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Grant, you got me. Yeah, Grant, your turn. Dylan, you're good. Just keep doing what you're doing. Grant, you're up. So, kind of back to the Grizz quick. Um, are
3: they playing an FBS team this year in the non-conference, or are they playing a good uh, team in the FCS? Kind of just do they have like a marquee game on the schedule this year?
2: Yeah, no. That, well, I don't know if I'd say it's marquee, but yeah, they, they're they're playing. uh, uh the, the the thing that they've been getting really uh, uh, flacked for is. You know, they 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 consistently, Grant, they've played a D2 school. And it's usually an, either an Oregon one uh, or a Colorado one, like Western Colorado or something like that, you know. And um, so, but they, they are not playing a, a FCS uh, team this year. Last year, they beat Washington, who was really, really down. But at the time, you didn't know, right? So, but it was still a good win. Um, so... You know we'll see how it shakes out I, I know like i get into these fights with uh dom Mizzo about how because he's like well the d2 game won't matter and i'm like well some of those d2 schools would beat drake who the bison bring in right yeah. if anybody yeah. would beat anybody would beat valpo all right so i mean yeah uh it, it's crazy the the schedule but they do play um uh Oh geez. Um, it's lost now. It is a Missouri Valley. I think it's like Western Illinois or someone like that. So, I mean, not a top, top level team, um, but um, uh, they are going to play Eastern Washington on ESPN two. I think it is. So that's exciting. That's cool. That'd be cool. They yep. did that last year too, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was like, yeah, maybe, that was, maybe that was last year. You're right, Dylan. That might've been last year. I was thinking about, ah, well, anyway, so <laughs> yeah. is that one home or away this year? um let's see it would be a way i went i went out to uh, missoula for the playoff game when they played eastern washington that was awesome but
0: that
2: was fun oh okay. that was great my see my two brothers my two big brothers both graduated from university of montana and that's how they got me started and i was actually up there in eighth grade and i played so up there i was just telling my classes today in Missoula, they don't have middle school football guys. They have like what you and I would know as like the baseball method, where all these kids come and then they draft them, right? So I'm this country bumpkin from broadest, Montana, and I move out to Missoula. And I'm like, Yeah, I'd like to call the commissioner. And I say, Yeah, I'd like to play football. And he's like, Well, we already we already started. And I said, Oh, really? So I can't play. And he's like, Well, how big are you? And I said, Well, I'm about 190 pounds a pretty big eighth grader. And he's like, well, uh, can you meet me at the library? And then I was on his team. And, uh, we were the best part about it guys. We were the McDonald's burgers. We were sponsored by McDonald's. So on the side of our helmets, it said burgers. And then when we won, we'd get to go to the lobby back when people were allowed in lobbies in McDonald's. All right. And we'd go on the lobby as a football team and we'd go burgers, burgers, burgers. <laughs> and then we'd get a free cheeseburger pop and fries. So I was like, nice. extra motivation to win, right? <laughs> and so, um, uh, part an of that, alley? yeah, part of that is little Grizzly football. You did a day with the Grizzlies, right? Like you went and did drills with the Grizzlies, and so that was really cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, guys, I took the I took the Amtrak out there. I got a, I hopped the train on Williston, and my brother met me in, in Whitefish, Montana. And uh, it was great. I love that. Um, um, I I got uh, what's that called uh, data for my iPad, so I could just sit there and tweet the whole way. So I'll be <laughs> like, okay, here's Glasgow. All right, here's Haver. Here's wherever, you know. So I was just tweeting, like, tweeting up a storm. It was great. How's the uh, how's the bird feeder this this time of year? Well, you know, Dylan, I'm a little worried about the bird Uh-oh. feeder because I I trimmed down my uh, um, I trimmed down my lilacs. Usually, you know, if you as you know, Dylan, uh, proper bird feeder etiquette, you have to have your bird feeder out in the open, and then you got to have trees by because when they get spooked, then they can go to the tree and then come back. But I think it's going to bounce back, so it should be good. Now, I don't look, Dylan, I don't want no freeloaders. I don't feed birds in the summer, they're on their own, okay? They can go out to the fields and eat and stuff. So, uh, in the fall and the winter and the kind of the spring is when I'll start feeding. Now, when I get that fired up uh i'll get i'll let you know all right i'll tag you on twitter all right <laughs> sounds good how did i
1: right, week one you guys had you guys had your first game last week versus new salem how did
2: how'd that go you know uh not bad actually I, I, you know my buccaneers were kind of a scrappy bunch and uh we lost uh 44 to 20 and uh we're kind of close there at half you know and then they they're, they're a bigger stronger team, so they kind of leaned on us there in the second half, but, uh, overall, I'm pretty happy with the performance and, um, you know, uh, we'll just see how it plays out. We didn't, we didn't have any injuries. I only got, uh, 19 guys on the roster. So injuries are a big deal. And, um, you know, so, uh, overall, I'm really happy actually. Uh,
3: I'm just wondering, Mike, what, is there a road trip every year that you guys have where you're just like, huh, we got to go here. It's like a three hour bus ride, stand, stands with one side on the field, your locker room's a half a mile away. Is there one trip where you're just like, I don't want to go here?
2: Uh, Grant, uh, the answer to that is no, because I love coaching football, but it's funny you should bring that up, Grant. Uh, um, you should, just for fun, do you got your phone with you or are you using your phone on this deal? Got my phone right here. Okay, grab your phone, Okay and type in the distance from Beach, North Dakota. Okay, you got that so far Grant? Yep. Okay, to Napoleon, North Dakota. Okay.
0: Doesn't look very fun.
2: How many miles was that? 231 miles, uh,
3: 231.8 miles, three hours and 23 minutes.
2: One way. So when we when we come back up from uh, Napoleon Grant when we get to the interstate mm-hmm. we're closer to Fargo than we are to Beach. Well, yeah, cuz you're on the you're on the east side of Bismarck there in a the little south. Uh east side of Biz- yes, you would uh yeah, closer to basically Jamestown like like Jamestown yeah. Radio will do their games, you know. And then uh and then after that the next week then we go to Underwood or Turtle Lake which is north of Bismarck. So um, we have a lot of uh, long trips, we always have, but Grant, Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you something that has changed my world. Okay, you with me? Let's hear it. Okay, so about two years ago, we started doing these long trips. And my kids say, coach, why why don't you download some movies? I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Well, you can go on Disney Plus or whatever and you can download movies because I didn't have that data stuff then. So you can download. So this is like revolutionized my trips now. Like I don't even talk to the kids on the bus. I'm like, guys, I'm watching the star Wars trilogy, whatever it is, zip it. All right. I got my headphones on. I got my iPad. We're watching Disney plus or Netflix or whatever it is. So, um, the trips go by fast plus grant. We have a, we have a really nice bus. You can ask Dylan. He's, he's seen it. Um, you know, it's a coach, whatever. Uh, oh, nice seats, you know, and all that nicer stuff nicer than so, Trinity's. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You know, is that saying much, Dylan? No, <laughs> no, it's okay. Not. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. For the Trinity people listening, that was a joke. Direct just towards Dylan. I love you guys, you're great. Okay. But uh, no, Grant. Uh, to your question, though, I have seen it's a very good question, too, Grant. Way better than anything Dylan's done. Oh. Um, it was uh uh it was, uh, uh, there's been a lot of things that have been different, uh, goofy stuff, you know, whether it's like mosquito attacks or, uh, you know, when you coach as many games as I have, grant, you know, there's some, I, one time we were up in Stanley. All right. And this is kind of an embarrassing story. We're up in Stanley and, and I was having stomach issues. I, I eat like a bad subway sub dude. Ooh. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I got a coach. And so I go up to Len Lynn, Lynn Inget, coach of Stanley, may he rest in peace. And I said, Lynn, I, I got stomach stuff, man. Is there, you know, and he's like, here, here's a key to the school <laughs> and, a, and a private bathroom in case you need it. And I'm like, you know, so coaches kind of look out for each other and I, I made it through the game and everything. And I've never eaten a sandwich at that place again. I won't name it because, you know, I don't, I don't want the 12 people that watch this to find out. That uh, they they heard about it, okay, but uh, I I just uh, um, so you know there's been that stuff, and then then Grant, I was just talking one last story here. Um, th- this was crazy. This was a few years ago, and we're playing down in Headinger, and um, we're we're down by like 28 grand, but in the third quarter we start rolling, man. We get two scores in a row. We're down by 14 score well, 14 points, two scores, and I'm like, hey, we got a shot at coming back at this baby. Well, then all of a sudden the storm from hell comes through and we wait and we wait and we wait. And so it's getting to be like one in the morning. So we finally just postpone the game. So then Grant, we had to come back on Monday. This is how weird it is. We had to come back on Monday because we were playing a JV game there on Monday. We played the fourth quarter Monday afternoon and then just played the JV game later. But the crazy part Grant is because it was a high school game they had to have certified officials for the, for the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. So they got to pay these cats to come back just to do the, just to do the fourth quarter. And then we had our JV game. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I got, you know, I got tons of stories I could tell you, but yeah, there's no place that I, 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 there's, I'm more, I'm Grant. I'm kind of more of the, the glass is half full. The places I like mm-hmm. places I've been cool coaches that I have went against uh, a lot of guys that helped me, uh, um, Chuck Wagner was the head coach at, at uh, Kildare for a lot of years. Great coach, won state championships. They beat us, Grant, 19 years in a row. 19, and we played them every year, 11 man. okay, 19 years in a row. We beat them in my second year as head coach, first time ever. And it was a crazy game. They had to turn the ball over four times. We had zero turnovers, and we still barely beat them. And that man in the newspaper, he said, you know, I'm happy for Mike and his kids. And I'll, I'll never forget that. The humility that he had, you know, after losing to us for the first time in in 20 years. So I, I think it's important that coaches pay stuff like that forward. And uh, that was really cool. So I, I'm kind of more of that kind of a guy, Grant.
3: Because I guess you never know when like a small comment like that could propel you into loving this more. And you want to pay it forward to the next guy, which could be five years down the road, or it could be the next week and you help him expand yes. his career going forward.
2: Now I, I, I agree a lot. Some coaches disagree with me, but I feel that we have a responsibility to the, to the sport of football and the coaches. I hate the least grant are the ones that come in for three, four years or whatever. And they just run the damn score up on everybody and then when those good kids leave the school or graduate, then they get the hell out of there and they go to a different school. I I just I just don't you know I what comes around goes around. I've been doing this a long time, and and there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And uh, and I yes I did learn that from uh, from guys like him and and lending it up in Stanley and uh, other go coaches. So, what? Which, which, which trip was? Uh,
1: I when you were talking the bringing out your phone and beach to Napoleon. Yep. I, I thought you were. I thought that was the playoff run you went on in 2020, where I can't remember exactly. I know you played Kidder County, and then you had to go up to Cavalier. Which yeah, you guys got. You guys had to stay in a hotel that the night before that game. Could you? Yeah, uh, I mean, could
2: you tell us that that story? Well, we we you know actually quite a few times we stayed in a hotel simply because. Of, you know, like if a few years, like one year we went to Harvey 11 man playoffs and when you have a one o'clock kickoff uh, their time that's noon our time, you know, and stuff but the Cavalier thing was uh, was unique because it was during the, the first year back after COVID right and I, I couldn't find any place that would feed us. You know because of all the th- well i found uh wings and rings which by the way i like wings and rings i just don't eat there that often so we ate there in in uh, bismarck and uh and then i found uh, uh i tried to find motels smaller ones couldn't so we ended up staying in grand forks at, at the can-am which is usually like jam-packed with people but it was you could hear crickets in there and then uh you could only allow like oh shoot Grant, I think it was like, what was it? It was like 500 fans or something like that. So it was just a different field of the game. But uh, um, our 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 fans came and it was just a weird trip because uh, you know, that, that first year back guys from COVID as far as high school sports was, it was just, it was, it was bad guys. It was bad. I mean, it, I felt bad for the kids, right? We, even like in volleyball, it was like we were just letting in senior parents, you know, because at least then that way they're they're they they could watch their kids or senior year and stuff. So, um, but I really that year was crazy, uh, you know, Dylan. Uh, uh, we had a really good team, and and uh, I I missed my first football game ever, ever sixth grade injuries, high school, college, ever because uh, of COVID uh, um, missed the whole, whole week in a game, you know, and now you get COVID. They're like, well, you know, wait 20 hours, put a mask on and you're fine. You know, but back then it was like, if you got COVID, it was 10 days. Uh, yeah. if you were near some dude who had COVID, it was two weeks. You guys remember all that. We don't have to go through all that, but it was, uh, it was just a different time. But, um, yeah, Grant, uh, go ahead and Google how far it is from beach to Cavalier. That was <laughs> our longest trip. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it right now. Okay. It was a jaunt. Yes. In fact, Ethan, one of the funniest things about it, because I got a bunch of ranch kids, right? And that, that, and that's farm country. And, uh, so, you know, we're driving up to Cavalier and they're like, Ooh, look at that. That's a Massachusetts 3000 with a whatever hopper in the moment. I'm like, guys, yeah, cool. It's a tractor. All right, uh, it's not that exciting, guys. So, uh, I get it? Four hundred and
3: thirty-two miles. Yep. Good right now, six hours and thirty-seven minutes. It's telling yep. me. here.
2: So and then we, after the game, of course, we drove straight home. You know, we had a few stops, but uh, that was also brutal, guys. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't stop and eat anywhere, like McDonald's or whatever. You you can't take a bus through drive-through, right? I mean. You know, so it was, it was crazy, guys. Uh, um, most of my kids were home with their parents simply because they could eat. <laughs> That's yeah. football players for you, right? Because otherwise yeah, if you're on the... Start, yeah, right? right? Right, Ethan? Because otherwise you're eating a beef stick or whatever and they're like, Now nah, I'll go home with mom and dad. We're going to go through Wendy's drive-thru or whatever. So just, hey,
3: just you can just, just stop you. a fuss and bring 20 guys oh, inside because yeah. they
2: said, oh, nope, not yeah. allowed. No, yeah. Yeah, it's just it was just, uh, it was crazy, but we, it was fun. It was a good ride. It was a good team. I had some good seniors, good, good team all around. And, and, uh, you know, um, uh, just good memories, you know, good memories on that one. Just oh, a weird, just a weird.
0: Playing all that year too, high school. I was there junior and senior year. So I get it. I get.
2: Machining. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, but we, you know, we, we didn't know, right. We were just, we were doing what we thought was right and everyone was and the thing i don't get about covid now guys is is why why can't i get shoulder pads now <laughs> all of a sudden everything on the supply chain right i mean you yep. guys see this and whatever you do i mean i was like yeah. really so well, yeah, granted retail we see it every damn day every single day <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i'm like okay so and then now i have to I talked to my helmet guy. I have a good helmet guy. And he's like, look, got to order them by November this year. I'm like, November for next year. He's like, yep. So all of a sudden we can't get helmets now. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I, I think I saw who uh Nate Nelson, the head coach of divide County
1: talking about that on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that they, they barely got there for fall
2: camp. Yeah. Yeah. He orders uh those Zenith helmets and yeah, they got them. He ordered his and, in november and he was really worried he wouldn't get them um and then they did and and luckily i i get mine out of montana at a guy who's a he's he's got a brick and mortar place and so he usually because we just have white helmets he's got them in stock but not anymore i mean it's it's crazy i mean i i don't know and then don't even get me started on sports cards about how that whole (laughs) boom happened and and uh I mean, uh, it was great for me. I was a selling machine, but uh, now the market has kind of, phew, you know, crashed back down. So. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, and Grant is actually. We were talking because we're going to let you go here before, uh, so you can go home and get your, get your meatloaf. Grant actually is a meat manager for High V in the cities.
2: Oh, okay. So he so, knows what I'm talking about. Oh, oh yeah.
3: Yeah, and even like you know, like last year it was in January they were talking about, um, for our general merchandise team, that if you don't order your holiday shippers for the Christmas season in January, you wouldn't get them by next December. (laughs) I mean, that's, and then for the last eight weeks, um, we haven't been able to get prime graded, um, New York strips, prime graded prime graded ribeyes there was a span in march this year where no stores had chicken the, yeah there, there, there was no thing in the twin cities we that's what we sell the most because that, that's just what the market is and yep it's just embarrassing and it's like there's nothing you can do about it but people looking at you like well, how come it looks like what it did two years ago and it's like because no one's working we can't do anything yeah uh, it's it's just it's
2: incredible but i heard grant i heard uh because i have a uh, my assistant coach um his parents and him they run a, a guest ranch, Buffalo Gab Guest Ranch, which is a couple miles from Medora, and they have a restaurant there. I heard chicken chicken wings are back though, Grant. Chicken wings true? are back.
3: They are Chick- back in, they are back in full
2: force. Yep. So that that's good because now you can get. He said chicken chicken would go. To, it was like eighty dollars for a case or something. Now it's back to you know uh, uh, forty dollars a case or whatever. I don't know how big his case was, Grant, but I mean it's like it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we
3: yeah, we can now get like just your your bulk boneless skinless chicken breast. It's now back to um um like 3.29 a pound. And for a while when we couldn't get it, it was it was 6.50 a pound.
2: Yeah, <laughs> see? It's
3: just like you can't make this stuff up.
2: Yeah, and you can't get steak. I mean, what? I mean, no. I don't yeah, it's it's bizarre, man. It's mm-hmm. bizarre.
1: All right, Mike. Well, thank you for joining us. Good luck on Friday. Hopefully you guys can get that first win of the year.
2: All right. Well, thanks, Dylan. I had a good time. Uh you invite me back anytime, I'll probably come back. So well,
1: we, that that's definitely gonna happen for sure. So we'll we'll right. be in touch. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah.
2: Yep. Take Bye. care, guys. I had a lot of fun.
1: All right. We're back. Thanks again to Mike for joining us. Boy, that was that was quite a conversation i think we touched everything you could possibly touch as far as conversations go there
3: well and and, then, and that's how it should be you know a guy who's been in the industry for 23 years he's going to have stories you just got to sit back ask a simple question and enjoy stay out of the yeah. way just got to stay out of the way
1: <laughs> exactly the good guy. Yep. yep and it was yeah that, I, that's exactly why i brought him on because i knew he would be a good conversation and definitely be having him back we might have to have him on maybe the brawl of the wild week when the cat play the grizz get don't his, say uh, that don't say that don't say that <laughs> the cat grizz game excuse <laughs> there you me go.
3: or would it be grizz cat since he's a montana guy Just to be proper. that's cat. true
1: the grizz yeah grizz I,
3: cat, you know because he said depending on how, who you root for and to respect the guest you should say grizz cat yes
1: yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get him back on for the grizz cat game
3: there you go
1: and then maybe we could. Uh, we didn't get a chance to discuss it, but he's also a huge Steelers fan. So get him to see what he can talk about with the Steelers, because oh, there's you think... plenty going on with them right now.
3: I'm just curious with with Kenny being you know the first round pick, and everyone's excited for the new quarterback. Has he made his quarterbacks wear two gloves during the games, or is is that just a Kenny Pickett thing?
1: I that that'll be a question when he comes back on. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll. We'll move over. We'll stay well. The next, our next topic that I have coming up involves Pittsburgh. It involves the college team because they're the new offensive coordinator in Nebraska is the former Kenny Pickett's OC at Pittsburgh. And guys, it's week zero. We got college football this week.
0: going you know, to watch Nebraska lose in a foreign country. How exciting is that? I don't think
3: it can get any better than that.
0: Can't win in can't win in the US, why not try it in Europe? And you
3: know, if you can't win in Europe, you might as well just close the program down. I
0: know.
1: Well, so yes, week zero Nebraska versus Northwestern at ten thirty mountain on Fox in Dublin, Ireland at Avira Stadium. Nebraska does open, is at this point a thirteen point favorite. The over under is forty nine and a half. There's and we had Nate Roar on a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about it. They've added a lot of transfers. It is do a do or die year for Scott Frost. He announced his quarterback earlier this week, Casey Thompson, a Texas transfer.
0: That wasn't so, a surprise.
1: No, yeah, that that shouldn't that shouldn't have
3: surprised
0: anybody. No, but I, I, who thinks of hey, you know what? Let's have two Midwest teams. Let's go play in fucking Ireland. Like, how the hell does that even come up?
3: Well, and then. Of all teams, like to play Nebraska Northwestern, like the what? They don't what? mow their grass. You they, they get about it?
0: six. If, if there's I mean, ten thousand fans there, I'll, I'll shit myself.
1: There, there will be. They've, they've sold like eighty percent of the the stadium, and it seats like That's fifty thousand. But this is actually, this is actually a Northwestern home game. Well, yeah, you
3: knew there was no way Nebraska was going to yeah, give up a home game for this.
1: Which makes sense because Northwestern, I'm pretty sure at whatever their stadium is called, Ryan, I think is it was, Ryan, Ryan, Field. Field, Ryan Field, they don't cut their grass, so it makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah,
2: it's
3: it's going to be just probably just an absolute joke of a game. And Dylan, you mentioned, is it 49 and a half?
1: 49. I. I expect that I, this game to be lower than that. I I think this is going to be like a 19 nineteen sixteen twenty I to sixteen say, game. I,
3: mean, I would just pound, just absolutely hammer the under.
0: I'm going to go something super weird, like fifteen eleven. Like just screw it. Well, you know, last
3: year Nebraska won this game by like what fifty six points because because it was like fifty nine to three. Yeah. And then the crazy part is is other all their other Big Ten losses they had this last year. Was by a combined 56 points so they had a point differential of zero <laughs> and yeah. they still finished three and nine that i that's the most that's the most amazing stat i think i've ever heard in my whole life right. and you know we we bag on nebraska a lot how oh and other fans they were the best three and nine team in college football history last year <laughs> they probably actually were <laughs> has, to, has to be and- think about all the all the games that they gave away at the end just because they couldn't
1: finish it's you can't make it up. Yeah, and it's it's one of those. It's it is an even numbered year. It's 2022, so Nebraska or Northwestern is gonna probably be good because they were horrible last year, but then they were good the year before. So they're just kind of on a rotating schedule of when they're of good, bad, good, bad, and it's not like average. It's they're really good or really bad.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's like they build, they get those guys they build them up then their junior senior years they're pretty solid senior year they're usually really good then they go back to shit for three years and then
3: they and because they got to develop their players again so they're probably not yeah. going to be good this year but next year what early sleeper team for the 2023 college football year boys the <laughs> Northwestern Wildcats <laughs> early
1: 2023 <laughs> yeah. well, well West better watch out they don't know what's coming their way. <laughs> And I've, I think, here first. I think Nebraska wins this game. I do. But I do – I am going to say – because this is probably going to be the only game I'll bet on this week because it's the, the only one I've really – No, there's more. There's a few more because uh, UConn plays Utah State. Ugh, that, so that's awful. a game you're going to want to watch, awful. Grant. Awful. Oh, uh, let's see what else we got here.
0: UConn, the fact they still have a football team is astonishing i mean they should
3: they should cut that program
0: 2020
1: 2020 national champions according to the usa today because for yeah whatever reasons because they, they they were brave enough not to play what? yeah you didn't you don't remember seeing that article there was no, some it's yukon some... men's football they're
3: irrelevant i don't care about them well, exactly.
0: Remember when but, beat Iowa State when I was in elementary school? And I was just like, wow, it doesn't get lower. We lost to a
3: basketball school. And Sir John Calipari <laughs> line.
1: <laughs> so this is this is the slate of games going on on, the, on Saturday. It is Austin Peay versus Western Kentucky awesome. on CBS Sports Perfect. Network Perfect. at 10 a.m. Then you can flip over at 10.30. And I'm saying these times on Mountain Time. At 10.30 to Fox for Nebraska Northwestern. And then yeah. after this game is over, yeah. you can go back to the CBS Sports Network at 1.30 and get Idaho State versus UNLV. Oh, I was really hoping it was going to be the battle of the potato. And then at 2, you can go over to FS1 to watch UConn travel to Utah State, where Utah State is a 26-point favorite. Wow. What is Jim Mora
3: doing, Jim Mora Jr.? Like, why is he coaching at UConn? That doesn't make any sense.
1: Because if he turns them around, he'll get all the credit and he'll get another job. He'll be back at the UCL, UCLA level school, and if not, he'll just go back to broadcasting, making way more for le- and working less.
0: That job the is worse man than the Kansas hired UConn around is Dan Orlovsky.
1: Dan Orlovsky. And then, at two. Also going on at two on the Big Ten Network, the Fighting Craig bowles of Wyoming travel to Champaign, play the Illini. Illinois is at an eleven-point favorite.
3: That game will be a beautiful
1: disaster. It, it, it's going to be. It, it's going to
3: be nine-six.
1: I. It, it ever, probably could be. It, 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 they could just go play that game at Ryan Field, to be honest.
3: I mean, why, why not? <laughs> I mean, there's no athletes on either one of those teams. So it's not like the turf and champagne's going to slow down. Might as well put them on the tall
1: grass. <laughs> exactly. And then on the ACC network at three and Grant, I know this one's just getting your, the juices flowing for you. ACC network. What is this? Wake Forest? Duquesne versus Florida state. How the mighty have fallen. You're kidding. Nope.
3: They don't oh, even that's
1: have, awesome. They don't I even can't have a lineup for this
3: Florida state. And to see them where, where
0: fall on
3: their face, act? this is awesome. They have fallen so far on their face. They're irrelevant. This is just beautiful.
1: And then at five, you can, geez, CBS Sports Network is just rolling. Well, it's the home of the rejects. This is true. <laughs> <So> Charlotte <laughs> plays FAU how? on at Five Mountain. FAU is a seven-point favorite. Who else? I, I think... I I might amend that. Nebraska Northwestern is the only game I bet on. I I like FAU, the old Lane Kiffin's, and then also going back to the ACC network on six fifteen, is Florida A and M versus North Carolina, and then North Texas UTEP. That game doesn't even have a television provider for on the ESPN app. So perfect. And then. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, this might, game might intrigue Ethan a little bit because at 8 p.m. on ESPN two, Nevada travels to the Fighting Jerry Kills, who Ethan's Gophers are playing on next Thursday. Jerry Kills came up to say
0: I was coaching week week
1: two. Huh? Maybe we could try to infiltrate his. Uh, see if we can get some media availability, and we can ask him that.
0: Yeah, see, let's get him on the podcast next week. <laughs> If we
1: we we ask that the first question. It'll just be click. Jerry Kill has left the chat.
3: <laughs> because he's weak and he can't handle the tough conversations.
1: He can't. And then to round out
3: the full, round out the
1: slate of games on CBS Sports Network at 8:30 Mountain, 9:30 Central, where you guys are at. It is Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Vanderbilt's an eight-point favorite. No. Yep. Oh, that's an awful Where flight from Nashville. Oh my gosh! And, and they've been down there all week. They flew out like Monday. To ha- well, you have
0: to.
2: You have to.
1: You have no other choice. I that suppose.
2: was definitely
0: like we know we're gonna suck ass this year, so we might as well make the first week literally a vacation.
3: Yeah, we might. We might as well go to paradise and enjoy ourselves, yeah. and hopefully because everything maybe. else
0: is gonna be whoosh. Yeah, like, go
3: down, mess around in Hawaii for a week, get a win, be one and zero, oh, come home, and then watch it. Just go down the toilet. But hey, we spent a week in Hawaii. I great.
1: saw. I yeah. think I want to say USC the year they. I, I want to say it was like Matt Leonard's senior year. I feel like they would play down in Hawaii his first game.
0: That's a lot closer than than Vanderbilt. Yeah,
1: but you don't I mean, see because yeah, yeah.
0: Vanderbilt. Who knows?
3: Might have to stop in Los Angeles. I mean, USC, cool. they're at least they're at least already there
1: their program's so down that they can't they have to they can't even charter a flight they have to yeah, fly they commercial. Gotta, <laughs> they gotta get that
3: connecting flight from nashville,
1: nashville to la i wonder how long of a flight that is because even like from like california to hawaii that's still like a seven hour or not seven but like a six hour flight or something like that
3: it would have to be like nine hours in the air that wouldn't,
1: Honestly, that wouldn't be a bad idea to stop at L.A. Because just to get the legs stretched, that's a long time on a tube. I mean,
3: at that point, you might as well just go over to Europe. Just play a game, play
1: a game in Rome, for God's sakes. Well, did you know I that they used the to deal. play games in Japan?
3: Oh, that sounds awful.
1: Cause, so I, I got done with work early on a Friday, and I was flipping through the TV. And I stumbled upon, like, the 1993 wisconsin badgers who won won the big 10 and they the week it would have been i I want to feel like it was like the week of the heisman them and michigan state traveled to japan it used to be a yearly yearly game where they would travel to japan and they played at whatever their big dome is in tokyo
2: that just seems stupid
3: like why not send washington and oregon state to play in tokyo Don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm asking the hard-hitting questions here that don't make any sense, and I know I'm upsetting everyone, but come on.
1: Well, I'm sure they probably did. It was like a rotating, rotating uh, schedule. Yeah, Wisconsin won forty-one to twenty on December fifth, nineteen ninety-three, and that got them to the Rose Bowl that year, where they beat Washington. Well, there you go. That's my something new I learned today. Yeah, that's that's why I'm here. You know. Try, try to help educate you guys make you smarter
3: more useless information i'm not going to need for the rest of my life but something God we're all we're podcast. all
1: good at is memorizing useless shit nobody cares about that's true that's, that's why we're do- that, that that's why we're friends is because we're all good at that we can we could say a game from 20 15 years ago and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about the exact moment the exact scene that happened that, that, I think that, that's why we're friends
3: you're, you're not wrong You know what I say when you're Check not wrong, you're wrong. There's a chance you're
1: right Every once in a while I have I have some smart moments Not much, but some There we go So we'll we'll move over to the NFL Talk some preseason Did you guys get caught up on Hard Knocks yet? I haven't watched any of it No. Grant, did you get the see the new episode today? Or yesterday, um, or
3: Tuesday? Um, no, I have not. not I have okay. not seen that one yet. Um, I mean, shoot! It only just it just just came out last night. And last night I was busy. Uh, went out went out for went out for a boat ride and was enjoying the nice weather. And uh, haven't gotten to watch it yet. But I was either going to watch it today, or either tonight when we get off here, or uh, or tomorrow. So okay. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm liking the Lions' ear so far.
1: Yeah, this I think this is the best one. Good. So. uh, We'll move over quick and talk some NFL preseason. Cowboys, they looked somewhat competent. They still had eight penalties, which is too many. But there is a bright spot. Kevontae Turpin had two special teams TDs. He looked good. He had a punt return and a kick return. So the Cowboys might have a weapon on special teams, something that always helps, can help flip the field, get some good field position. But that's about all I have. As far as that, I'm gonna stay positive this episode on the Cowboys that Cavante Turpin might might be a guy. So I, I have some positive vibes heading into the final preseason game. And the Vikings, they lost to the Niners. Kellen Mond, it looked like took a step back. But I really like TY TY McGill. He looks like he can be a be a player, cause some problems on the D line.
0: Well, I
1: mean, you got Nick Mullins now, so I think Sean Mannion's
3: out. Oh, yeah, so I he's think done. That's huh? You know. Okay. I was disagreeing with you Ethan. I was saying Mannion's Manion, well, done. He's he you was know, trash Nick,
1: did you oh, make yeah, it to he. the did you make it to any of the scrimmages last week when they were pl- playing the Niners? No. No, oh, I never did. Okay. Do you have any have any other takeaways from the Vikings game? I didn't watch any of it. No okay
0: no i know i kind of followed it like on my phone but eh, i didn't see it. Even well, Ty I even yeah, yeah. really the only bright spot on the
3: offense yeah well and you know i mean shoot when there's 26 27 starters who aren't even going to dress why why waste your time and even watch it i mean it's it's going to be no. you know unwatchable and after the game you know the vikings facebook account goes well tonight's game looked like a preseason game well no shit 27 starters were out um um, O'Connell's not doing any game planning. He's just trying to throw some plays out there and see what these guys got. Of course, it's unwatchable. It's a preseason. Yeah. It's The Vikings are going to become the Rams in that aspect, where the preseason doesn't matter. And week one, that's when you're finally going to know what this team's about.
1: Yeah. Grant, do you have any t- Chiefs takeaways?
3: Same as last week. Offense one looked great. Patrick with two touchdowns. Um, first team defense, again, not giving up any points. Just continuing to build off the success each week. Uh, nice to see loftus get another sack. That's one. In, that's one in each game. Um, can't wait for the real year to come. Kind of see see what Andy's got up his sleeve. Um, uh, with with these with this new offense, um, I think they're, it's going to be a fun year, and I can't wait for it to start.
1: Yeah, and the bigger news that broke is broke right after our episode dropped was that. that we finally have reached a conclusion in the Deshaun Watson suspension drama that he's going to be suspended 11 games, fined $5 million, and probably should be getting a whole season, but he didn't. None of our opinions is going to change anything, but does this open the door for a Jimmy Garoppolo trade, you guys think, or because – Eleven games. I don't think he's just going to show up and just be the 2020 Deshaun Watson that was had his best statistical year.
0: I don't know. I feel like you almost have to sit him the whole season at that point. Go get Jimmy and then just see what happens. Because even in the first preseason game, Watson's played in what over a year, so it's going to be almost two years since he's played. Mm-hmm. He looked like shit. So I mean, you're not like you said. You're not going to walk in and be good. Like you're going to struggle at first. So if you're in a good spot. I say you sit him the whole year. If not, I mean, what else do you have to lose? Nothing, get him ready for next year.
3: I, I think, I think I have a hunch the Browns might try to slow play this thing. See what Jacoby can do after three, four games. But we come October and he's looking incompetent and you need a spark now, go get Jimmy. Um, Cause at this point, I think the Niners, they're going to be desperate to move him by the trade deadline because he's a free agent after this year, they're going to lose him anyway. So they'll take whatever they can get for him, And, you know, it just might have to be Deshaun. Again, sit down for the year. You're not going to play the last, what, six games. Um, But I just think it's kind of funny that the NFL wants a year-long suspension, but they settle on 11 games, and then all of a sudden the game he gets to come back is week 13 against his old team. He just somehow gets to come back against the Texans. I mean, that's just strange because – the nfl they don't suspend people for 11 games it's usually you know four six eight or the whole year but to come Fair. back against his old team that's eh, just a little fishy that that, that, that that's, something seems like this was in the books the whole time
0: i think because... i saw he was the one that came up with that idea of 11 games and five million dollars so there's probably a reason why yeah because he wants to stick it to to the Texans.
3: yeah yeah
1: while roger goodell's playing chess or check chess while everybody else is playing checkers. That that's what it is. Well, he, uh, say, he, say knows, what about he knows. He knows. He knows what that where the money is. He knows that game's going to draw a bunch of viewers, and you know, uh, NRG Stadium is going to be rocking that day. Well, and say what
3: you want about Goodell when it comes to player discipline. That son of a bitch knows how to make money. Yep. And he's he's going to do it week thirteen with those TV ratings. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ethan, you said you got to go?
0: I got about, another five, about five minutes.
1: Okay. So, we'll, uh, we'll shit. Did you guys get to watch the Manti Teo documentary? I did on
0: either Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember, but
1: I definitely do not
0: remember any of that from when it first came out.
1: Grant, did you get a chance to watch it? We'll, we we'll, if, if you did, if you didn't, we'll save the review for another day but
3: no i i didn't like i you know told you guys i was you know kind of on vacation last week and then coming back now this week kind of getting back into things to it just just haven't had the time to uh, stumble up upon it but i would like to go watch because i've heard i've heard people say it's very
1: good it's very good it, it is good. yeah it was and how was how was your florida trip oh it's great it's great i'm i'm yeah. what Oh, so yeah, we better we better do this. We did say we we expect a review of, of the
3: trial. Um, let's maybe wait on that. Ethan's got five minutes. Um, okay. Because what I think I might do is I might just ask this curveball question to Ethan, just because I'm curious oh on what he has to say before I'm he's go. If you're if you're alright with that, Dylan, I'll throw yep. a curveball on yep. your plan. So this goes out to my my buddy Derek Olson, avid listener of the show great friend co-worker of mine. he sent me this question last week last week and I it' was kind of fun to sit on this. If you guys were to create a rival football league to compete against the NFL and to start this league, you could pull five teams from the current NFL, which five teams are you taking? Do you want to take five of the best teams and have good quality product or go for the ratings and maybe get some of the teams in a bigger market? Um, who maybe aren't as good, but to get that viewership.
0: All right. I'll go Vikings, Packers, because you pick the Vikings, you got to go Packers. Fair. Um, I'll go Rams, get the TV market down there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kind of got those bases covered. So three NFC teams so far. Not that three F- three I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I don't know why. I think they're going to be good. I'm going to pick the Dolphins.
3: A little southeast, southeast, yeah. south
0: Beach actually. Yeah. yeah, get some floor, get some sunshine. Yep. Hmm. Last team. Who's an interesting team? I'll go Ravens.
3: Okay. Re- reason why, or just kind of su- something something a little different? different
0: than most of those teams, they're going to run Mouth football, I think, this year, and they're going to be kind of just going out of your face.
1: There we go. Okay. My five would be Cowboys because they're they're America's team. You have to have America's team in it. I didn't give them the name. I'm just going by what they what they're called. Then yeah, I, I like your idea, Ethan, of the Rams because that LA TV market. And then I'd also go with the Giants. So I'm also at yeah. three. There. And then I gotta have two. I better have two AFC teams: Pittsburgh, Steel City. And then, hmm, I have. I have Cowboys, Rams, Giants, Steelers. 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 And then, who would be that fifth? Team. Hmm. who's something you uh, i'm i i might have to do i'm debating i'm between debating between the bears because that chicago tv market is huge
2: mm-hmm.
1: or going with who's the other team i had in my head i don't know uh um Or the, I'll just say the Titans, because Nashville's got that booming area. They're probably, they're working on building the new stadium. They're going to get a Super Bowl. So I think, yeah, I'll go Steelers, Cowboys, Giants, Rams, and Titans. Okay. So
3: I know this probably isn't my original five from when I texted Derek, because I changed it up a little bit. But uh, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm going the Rams, Los Angeles, entertainment capital of the U.S. Maybe or right there, right behind Vegas. You got, you got to go Green Bay with that market, those fans, that quarterback. Uh, then I'm also going to go with I'm going with Chiefs. Call me biased, but you have Mahomes read that offense. People are going to want to watch that.
1: Jackson Mahomes.
3: Um, not at all. Get that guy out of here. Uh, and then you, uh, for me, you just, the Patriots with Belichick, um, that, that mystique, um, you know, sure. You know, they didn't win the division last year and that went to, to Buffalo, but what they did these last 20 years and just to get Bill in front of a camera, he doesn't want to talk about how he doesn't have an offensive coordinator because I believe in titles. Uh, for coaches, he'll answer that in four seconds. But then you get to him talking about a punter and how special teams matters, and he gives you a ten-minute response. I want Bill creating headlines for my football league, and then I go the Bills. That fan base, that quarterback, what I think their offense could be this year. Uh, you just you need firepower, and when you got Stafford, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Allen, we're gonna be putting up some points.
1: Okay. Yeah. There it is. That is that is a good question. Thank you, Derek. Mm-hmm. So, any of our other listeners out there that has a suggestion, please reach out and see an Ethan looks like maybe maybe he can hear us. Nobody knows. Yeah. But if you have another if you want to submit a curveball of the week question, please reach out to us cuz we will read it on the show. That might be a A good avenue of good new one is change things up, is have have listeners ask us questions and we try to answer it.
3: Because Derek tells me all the time, he goes, he loves these. He doesn't he doesn't know where they're gonna go. He doesn't know what kind of questions they are, but it always keeps him on his toes. And uh, you know, he enjoys them. And when he asked me that, I was he said that'd be a perfect thing. And I said, you know, I was thinking, you know, with football coming up, it's a nice, easy one where I don't have to think too hard um, and long about anything else. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to roll with this.
1: Okay, yeah. So going back now, how, what, what we, how, how, was, how, how was the trap? Was it as bad as we thought it was going to be? Or is it better I, than you thought it was going to be? Or is it somewhere in the middle? I, I think it was worse. Oh, wow. It was
3: awful. It it's kind of a shame because when you're driving into Saint Petersburg, you know, from Tampa, you can't. Um, you either got to come from the heart of downtown, or when you're coming from from the south, um, you got this you know nice big beautiful bridge you drive over, and when you go into the town of Saint Pete, it's just it's incredible. It's beautiful. Palm trees everywhere. Um, is it the palm palmetto trees? Um, the state tree of South Carolina, the sun. Uh, condos, apartment buildings, uh, downtown skyscrapers. It's modern. It's beautiful. Boats, boats, and and docks everywhere, uh, with with launches, uh, cabins off to the east. You know, Airbnbs. It's it's just a great city. And then you see that hole. That it's just. It looks like concrete walls and shitty roof like was in the metrodome it's not straight it almost kind of comes down at like it looks almost like a the letter j with how it just kind of comes straight down and then lifts up but instead of not as sharp of, a, of an angle but then it's tricky because when you go into the parking lot we went into going into it it's it's a beautiful lot you got palm trees on your left palm trees on your right the sun is out um, the parking was very organized. They get people in and out real quick. And
1: then well, you're it's walking easy when there's in, nobody at the games.
3: When there's nobody there. But even when they do, when they do have people there, you can tell they got this thing down. You know, come September, come October, if they're still in this playoff rush when people are there, they're going to get people in and out real quick. And then again, you're walking up into the stadium, um, kind of behind you. Again, those downtown, that downtown building and those condos, the palm trees. It looks great. And then you come up to the side of the building and it says Tropicana Field, St. Petersburg, Florida. And the uh, logo on the side of the building, you look at it and it's broke. It's broken. Part, the part of the word where it says St. Petersburg, it looks like a baseball hit it and the sign is gone. Oh, um, so appa- apparently this billionaire owner, I'm guessing, or multi-hundred million dollar owner, can't can affix a sign in front of his ballpark. And then when you go into the ballpark, the first thing you see is this awful flooring. It looks like flooring that was made in this house that was made for a house in this country that was built in 1950, (laughs) Um, probably just straight cement. And it looks like they rolled paint over the top of it, kind of that dark raised blue. Um, And then the infrastructure kind of looks like a sad, depressed mall. When 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 you're walking around, there's no lighting in there. It's dingy. Um, I will say when you go up to the concessions, that's a little more modern. That's really Florida-like. It kind of looks like you're at a restaurant on the beach with with a cabana and some of, some of the hard hardwood there that they have. So they make that look nice, but uh, there's there's no lighting in there. And then um, there's like a, a third deck. But it only wraps around about a third of the ballpark. Where it starts just past the first baseline, and then it goes all the way around until you get to about the third baseline, and then it stops. So there's there's nowhere to sit on the top. And then also, I kid you not, Dylan. When you look up at the top, the speaker system, I counted nine speakers. Oh gee. Oh man. In that stadium. <laughs> and it, it's it sounded like the speakers at your local LA Fitness were better than what they had in there. You could hardly hear anything. It it was dull. It was it was quiet. Um, and then you look onto the field. Just like just like Wrigley, the bullpen is out just in the foul line. Open play. You have no more than six feet from foul line to where the bullpen starts
1: right there so it's like the metrodome bullpens
3: it's exactly yeah like the metrodome just the old
1: the old wrigley ones
3: the old wrigley ones yep exactly and then this is the worst part which i shouldn't be surprised the most when you get to your seat and you sit down there's no cup holder on the on the back of the seat in front of you. you you have to put your drink on the floor and it's it's metal bleachers metal bleachers and they put an attachment so you could put chairs on there but you you can't put it on there so you got to put it on the floor people are walking in front of you going back and forth the whole time not only do you worry about having to maybe pick up your food you got you got to pick up your drink the the whole time it's it's just dingy it's worn out and then when you look in the center field I kid you not dude it almost looks like there are four separate garages where Zamboni would come out and did isn't even they didn't even worry about hiding it they just you know the, the wall that's probably you know, six feet tall. Um They have that with the yellow stripe on top. And there's one small tank with live rays in there, but the tank can't be much bigger than a 14 by 11 rectangle. So you, you got seven or eight rays swimming around in there, not a whole lot of space. It's just, it's really just kind of sad that a good baseball team like that can't get any, can't get any a better stadium in a beautiful region down there in Florida. Cause yes, would it, would it be hot to see a game at seven o'clock on an August night on Thursday? Absolutely. But with how beautiful downtown St. Pete is, to have the stadium that you have like that, it's, it's almost a disservice to the team. And then, so went there to get some food They had, uh, I was like, "Eh, I could go with, you know, a burger, the fries, your chicken tenders, but for some reason, I was kind of craving a pizza, so I was like, "Ah, shoot! I'll go to the Papa John stand and order a small, little personal, personal one-topping pizza." So I got a pepperoni one, and I kid you not, dude. When they made this, they put four pieces of pepperoni in each slice. They put all four on top of each other, right in the middle.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just like got you got to be you can't even spread around the whole piece it's just four pieces right in the middle on top of each other one two three four it 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 was just kind of a joke there but the one the one good thing they did have was for the beer selection there like you said dylan they had the silos it was the 25 ounce bottles um budweiser bud light mick ultra so they they at least got that right (laughs) they at least got the beer right but it was just like Gosh, this place is just an absolute dump. And the game started out great. Rays hit a home run in the top of the first, on the second pitch of the game. Who'd they play again? Uh, Kansas City. Okay. So, And then after that, you know, there are some fans there. It's getting a little loud. But then for the next six and a half innings, it was either one, two, three, or um, the Rays, the Rose would get a base hit, and then they turn into a double play. It was going on to the top of the seventh in about two hours and I'm thinking good lord this game is flying by and then the Royals had a little a little bit of uh, an opportunity in the top of the seventh they couldn't bring anyone home and then the Rays poured it out of the bottom of the seventh and scored another six runs and they were up seven zero and they kind of took control of that game but yes Tropicana Field when they say it's the worst stadium in baseball it's not even close It's awful. I saw a couple of guys, there are some brothers on Instagram, I don't know their page, but one just graduated college and they're going all 30 ballparks in 90 days. And when they did their tour of Trop, they gave it a 2.8 out of 10. And I don't know if it was that, I don't, wouldn't say it was that bad, but it can't be much higher than like, let's I'll say like a three seven. It was just, just bad, but hey, for $33, I will take being the second row up from left field and an MLB ballpark. And then you get some food so you can go to a game for less than, less than $60 and have a good time today. That's that you're doing all right
1: there.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, that- parking, parking was only, it was only 20 bucks, but so realistically to go to a game, parking, dinner, beer for $80 on a Thursday night, let's roll.
1: Yeah. There you go. What those guys are doing. That would be a fun thing for us to do is to- yeah, is try to hit every ballpark. I think that that would be a bucket list baseball. And it's kind of cool
3: because they do is they judge it on like the the concourse on the outside of the stadium. So if it's like in a downtown setting, what the downtown life is like. um Your concourse on the inside, if you have like a hall of fame where you can buy clothes, just the fans in general on the outside and how how the venue is for the game, and then they find a specialty food, like something that, uh, like a chili dog with pulled pork and onions and a basket of onion rings, or, you know, something, not your hot, dog, not your normal ballpark food um actually sorry they do they have your regular ballpark hot dog and they grade that on a 10 and then also like the big bad specialty thing on the menu for like 26 dollars. they have that and it's just it's just kind of cool
1: yeah well do just traveling the entire country going trying to hit every baseball stadium in the summer that that would be that i think that's probably like outside of watching michigan ohio state and michigan stadium I think that's probably like number two on my sports bucket list is trying to hit every oh, baseball sure. stadium in a stu- in the summer,
2: yeah.
1: in a and summer. I saw
3: these guys, they just, they rented a van and they're just driving across
1: the country. Yeah. Talk about the life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, uh, do you uh, do anything else exciting? I saw you golfed a couple of days.
3: Yep. Golf, golfed a couple of days. And um, well, I tell you what, man, that Florida, <laughs> that Florida Sun, heat. that Florida Sun kicked my ass, bro. Um, on Friday we went um, to a course, which actually was right near where the Pittsburgh Pirates have um, their spring training. Okay, you know it's kind of cool. We walk in, we see a nice big white building, and on the side there it says, um, you know, your spring home, your Southern home. Excuse me, Southern home of the Pittsburgh Pirates with the Pirates logo. You know, with the two bats, the pirate, and the letter P, and a couple of nice ballparks there. And on that Friday there, we teed off at about eight o'clock. The sun was out. It was, it was hot. Um, I couldn't hydrate. I tried to hydrate like how I did here up in Minnesota. I couldn't do it by 1030, dude. I was, I was gassed. I felt tired. The sunburn was screaming. Um, (laughs) It, it hurt. Um, And like I said, my ass was getting kicked, but then so, so we got we had a little cloud cover and a cool breeze and that come and, and it was nice to come help finish me out there to cool me off but the golf was great i mean to start the front nine in the back nine i birdied each hole hey um and i made some some awesome wicked putts the first day we played on wednesday i made a 60 footer
1: um it's always a good day then and
3: always you know get a 60 footer on the first hole and then later that day we were uh, on a par three, I put it within four feet of the four feet of the pin. Um, just, you know, they say Florida, I saw a license plate down. that said, Florida's the golf capital of the world. And I don't doubt it. Um, but yeah, just, it felt good to go out, get some sun, some palm trees, meet some nice people, get paired up when you're playing, uh, just, just, you know, a good, a good summer vacation. And, uh, it's nice when you can rent clubs down there for less than $50 and it's a new set of Maverick Callaways oh, and, and Nikes
1: doing good then.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They, they take care of it, but you know, all the courses we went to, they had, they had 12 set of rentals right there, ready for everyone because they know people are going to come down and they're going to know someone or they're going to get an Uber or rental car. And they're going to say, caster at eight, need a set of rentals. All right. Well, we got a nice pair of Nikes, nice set of club of Nikes here for you, or you know the new um, Callaway Mavericks.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we. I played a almost six hour round on Saturday, and I'm not going to fully get into the details about it here, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you once we're once we're done recording the the whole story. Oh but God! That Friday or the Friday before we uh gate game had a had our first varsity game we won 36 to nothing up in Delax. it's about a three hour drive from dickinson and kids played really well we jumped on them early we were up 30 nothing at halftime our quarterback actually just got midco player of the week for north and south dakota which was cool he threw for like 320 yards five touchdowns looked good it was nice to see all the hard work the kids put in and we had a really good preseason and then to see them play somebody else, not each other, to see it finally come come all together for that first win of the year, it was it was a good feeling. And then Monday turned around, we had our first junior high game and we won twenty-eight nothing. Should have been a little bit more, but we had some mistakes. But that'll happen. Your first game, couple of kids, it was their first time ever playing. We got to play everybody, which is a big thing in junior high. Something I always try to do so anytime you can pitch a shutout it's a good day yeah and we team we played they run an offense that was invented before football was invented and and when with 12 and 13 12 to 14 year old kids running it i'm glad it was both of our first games of the year because we're we're better at doing our stuff than they were doing on def we're better on defense doing our stuff than what they were doing on offense. So I'm sure by the end of the year this is always the case. I'm sure by the end of the year if we played him again, I think that game would be a little bit tighter. But it's always like you said, always good to start off with a win. We got a varsity's got a big game against one of our biggest rivals Friday. So hopefully we can start the year two and zero. but we'll recap it after or next week because next week we get to do our college football preview so stay tuned for that thank you guys for listening we'll talk to you next week we're back what a fun conversation that was thanks again to mike zier for joining us he will definitely be joining us again tune in for next week's episode where we will be doing our college football preview for the year giving away our picks for the week one games and more check us out on all of our social media platforms where we will be posting other content check out the three guys talking ball facebook page Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3 Podcast, where we will also be posting short clips of the show and other content. You can also check out our 3 Guys Talking Ball YouTube page, where we will be posting the full podcast if you want to see the video version. That wraps up this week's episode of the 3 Guys Talking Ball podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.